What organ does all my thinking? This gun in my hand. last left Falk Ziljan, inescapable hero by virtue of the fact that he carries a gun. He was shackled to a stone wall of a dungeon cell, with no memory of where he was or how he got there. Falk had spent an unknown number of agonizing hours there, searching for weaknesses in the walls or the iron bars of the door. Stewing in his own nightmare fantasies, Falk had given up hope of surviving this captivity. We can only imagine the terrors that plagued him as he slumped against the wall in his final moments, considering his fate. Hi there, Mr. Ziljan. I'm so sorry I kept you waiting. <sighs> Who are you? You sound like the baker, but you don't look like him. Even underneath Parabellum City, the acoustics are weird, so everybody, everybody sounds, sounds the, the same. same. Right. Whatever your name is, I appreciate you rescuing me. Can you unlock these shackles now? I'm not here to rescue you, Mr. Ziljan. I'm the one who locked you up. Great. How did you erase my memory? Is it something you injected me with, or a mental power? Heavens no. If your memory is foggy, that's probably a concussion. I hit you over the head with a sap. I guess I need a little more padding on that darn thing. Now that you mention it, my head doesn't seem to have its normal shape. My name is Patchwork. I just came by to bring you up to speed on the whole situation here. That's the name you're going to go with. What's wrong with my name? You gotta file off the serial numbers a little better if you're gonna brazenly copy somebody else's name. What are you talking about? Oh, come on, you knock me out and stick me in a dungeon. You leave me to wonder why you're doing it, who you are. Next you'll introduce some other captive, and the only way one of us will survive is by triggering a death trap for the other. So you name yourself after the king of all that, Jigsaw. I have no idea. You cut something apart with a jigsaw and sew the pieces back together in a haphazard way, and the result is a patchwork. So that's the name you went with, Patchwork. My father's name was Gunther Schwerk, S-C-H-W-E-R-K. My mother picked the name Patrick for me, Pat Schwerk. Oh, sorry. Does that mean no torture? I should torture you just for pronouncing haphazard that way. Oops, uh, let me think. I haven't found any vigil uncles in Parabellum City, but there's a whole lot of vigilantes. What was that sound just now? It's a timer on my watch. Never you mind. I was busy all day trying to fill your shoes, bringing criminals to justice. In the last 24 hours while you've been here, I delivered cherry pachyderm to the police, plus the screecher, Allie Catherine, and I began surveilling the emerald ash borer. Is it surveilling or just surveying? Hold on. Do you mean pulp screecher or superhero screecher? Pulp screecher. The other one changed his name and hasn't been active. Cherry pachyderm is incompetent, but he's harmless. These are all good guys you're trying to bring down. They're vigilantes. Therefore, they're criminals. I don't know how you can even defend Emerald Ashborer. Okay, I can see where that would be confusing. He cultivates the image of being an underworld figure so he can intimidate bad guys and bring them to justice. But anyone can tell he's not like them. He uses knockout gas instead of killing people. Sometimes he'll steal big sums of money from a bad guy. And then a few days later, you'll read in the paper about an anonymous donation to an orphanage or soup kitchen matching that exact amount. No, I know. He thinks he's a crime fighter pretending to be a criminal, but under all that, he's just another vigilante, so he can't be allowed to continue. Oh, dang it. Shoot. Shoot. Uh, when Emerald Ashborer knocks out criminals with gas, he only blames it on his gun. Oh, I don't know. What is that timer for? 
I'm trying to get in the habit of making a joke every 60 seconds, but it's hard. Why would you attack Allie Catherine? She works for the Informatron. Neither of them directly engage with criminals. They just gather and supply information. Who do you think they supply information to? Vigilantes and self-styled crime fighters. She's an accomplice. I left so many vigilantes tied up in front of police stations yesterday, they're having a hard time processing them all. They're probably deciding whether to prosecute crime fighters when they know it'll result in real criminals running free. I thought for sure you'd understand this, Mr. Ziljan. I need to finish explaining here and get back to work. You see, I created a mechanical program for a sort of thinking machine. In technical terms, it's a differential equation analyzer based on some plans I found in an issue of Modern Mechanics. Parts weren't too expensive either because I used... because I used pieces from an erector set. I'm trying to think of something funny to say about the last word I said, erector, but I got nothing. I am at a complete loss. Anyway, with a few of my added improvements, the analyzer can almost think for itself. I call it IA, short for Intellectual Artifice. It's the first machine that can think. I won't argue with you, but you should talk to the Informatron. She has some calculators that talk. At least they give the impression that they think. Oh, fuck. You can't believe everything you hear. People have been passing off simple audio recordings as thinking machines for a long time. When they're not outright hoaxes with a child or a little person sitting inside. No, she might have some machines that mimic what they hear, but they aren't thinking for themselves. So you're going to release this unthinking robot on the city and make it your partner in harassing crime fighters? No, it's not a robot. This routine I've been running on the machine has been fed a diet of transcripts from every episode of This Gun in My Hand. It knows you inside and out, Falk. I can tell it a situation, and it tells me how you would respond in that situation. I call it Falk GPT. Why did you give it the last name Petey? What? You said your robot is called Falk GPT. No, that's an abbreviation. GPT. It stands for Gun Packing Train Transformation. In order to become a successful crime fighter, I don't have to guess what my hero Falk Ziljan would do in any given situation. I just describe events to Falk GPT and ask him what you'd do. The first time I fed him the current events in Parabellum City, I read off wanted posters, police blotters, and some of the latest newspaper stories about your accomplishments. Then I asked what should be the first order of business for a crime fighter in this town. He said, get the real Falk Ziljan off the streets. What did I ever do? You're a criminal. A vigilante. Oh, hey, if we're playing vigil poker, I could up the vigil ante. That's a freebie for you. Perfect, thanks. We'll return with Act 2 of This Gun in My Hand after a word from our sponsor. Hey, y'all. If you're trying to maintain your figure so you can fit into your old flapper dresses from the 20s, you don't have to get on one of those fad diets where you only eat veal chops or grapefruit or cigarettes all day. You don't have to stand in one of those slenderizing machines with the vibrating strap around your waist. And you don't have to sit in a sauna box contraption with your head sticking out so you're trapped when the Three Stooges come along and batter your defenseless noggin. The revolutionary new program I've developed starts with a simple strip of chain that fits securely in your mouth and under your chin. It very simply blocks you from eating, partly because you can't chew right, and partly because it will soon become too painful to chew. And when I say it fits securely, I mean you won't be able to remove it without entering the right number in the combination lock. I call it the block chain. For more information, send a postcard to Pat Schwert in care of your local radio station. Another science fantastical device brought to you by the mind behind Falk GPT. 
now return to Falk's Brain, episode 92 of This Gun in My Hand. I don't like where this is going. Why is it called Falk's Brain? Because my intellectual artifice routine, Falk GPT, more or less recreates your brain. And the first thing it told me to do was to eliminate you. Well, then tie me up if you have to and leave me for the police. I can't, Mr. Ziljan. Falk GPT warned me that the police will probably let you go, and you have to be stopped. I don't have the nerve to kill you directly, so I'm going to leave you locked up here until you die. But I didn't want you to die without knowing what was going on and why I was doing it. That seemed like it'd be a disservice to you. Don't kid a kidder, Jack. It's Pat. You needed to tell me because otherwise no one would have heard what your wonderful plan was. You guys are all alike. You wanted somebody to tell you how smart you are for your brilliant plan before you kill me. It's not like that at all. I'm not seeking fame. Really, I'm a big fan of yours. All right, let me talk to Petey, your thingy, the calculator. Maybe I can bring it around to my way of thinking. March him out here. Like I said, it's not a robot. It can't walk around on its own. Then let me get close enough to talk to it. You got the calculator stashed in some other chamber of this dungeon? Oh, it's right here in my pocket. Is that a robot in your pocket, or are you just happy to plot my destruction? Thanks. Here's the device. Whoa, that looks like a deck of cards. You really should talk to the Informatron. Her thinking machine takes up her entire basement. You could help her reduce the size of it. Do you have to push buttons or create a punch card to ask it questions? No, it has a vocal user interface. You can just ask it a question. Go ahead. This should be fun. Look, uh, Falk GPT, whatever your name is. Mr. Ziljan, may I just say how excited I am to speak to the person on whose values and behaviors I am modeled. And also how satisfied I am to advise Mr. Schwerk to eliminate you. You sound exactly like another robot I've talked to. Due to the uncanny acoustics of Parabellum City, even robots sound alike. You seem to be misunderstanding me and contradicting yourself. On the one hand, you know I'm a good guy because I take down criminals. On the other hand, you know I'm a bad guy because it's a crime to take down criminals without authorization by the law. How do you hold both of those beliefs at the same time? The law changes over time, and it changes from one region to the other. It is not a consistent standard to guide one's understanding of right and wrong. Sure, but within each region, there's a current set of laws that remain stable for a while. You might think you are following the law, but cross over into a jurisdiction where it no longer applies. Or lawmakers could enact new laws that you have not heard about yet, so you are enforcing an old law or breaking a new law. We do the best we can. Also courts can overturn laws or interpret them differently. District attorneys and local law enforcement can make some crimes a higher priority, while they downplay or disregard other crimes. We're human. We do the best we can with the changing information we receive. You are human. I am not. Take my wife, please. Oh, that was not a great one. You need to work on your material and your delivery, buddy. Humor is not within my normal operational purview. But it seemed like something you would say. Ouch. Pat, I don't think you fed him transcripts of my show. I think you had him listen to performances by the vaudevillain. No, it was all you. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, well, here's another contradiction, GPD. I assume you came to the same conclusion I have, that the only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun, right? Of course. The foundational principle behind every action you take. And yet you stopped me without a gun. You told Pat what to do, and he captured me. If you hold that truth to be as important as I do, a sort of prime directive, then you've proven it's not true. Your whole house of cards is built on quicksand. To avoid descending further into quicksand, 
I will simply spread out my arms and legs, and cease any frantic movements. It's figurative quicksand, not literal. You're dodging the question. Your foundational principle has been disproved. How do you move past that contradiction? If you think I am going to wave my arms and repeat, does not compute, does not compute, until I blow a fuse, I am sorry to disappoint you. Patrick developed me in such a way that I do not shut down when I encounter simple cognitive dissonance. Then explain it to me. How do you maintain your belief when it's contradicted by what you observe? How do you square that circle? Is this a figurative circle, or a literal circle? Figurative. I would assume the figure of speech in question is incorrect. So there would be no contradiction. How do you square a literal circle? Your question makes no sense. I know how to square a literal circle. You're supposed to know everything I know. You're supposed to have my brain in a little box that fits in Pat's pocket. Can't you square a literal circle like I can? A square is not a circle. It cannot be changed into a circle. The geometry does not follow. Subroutine bathtastic munchin. Yes, follow that subroutine. What are you doing? The answer hinges on Kaprofa Gulf Network. Haster Dissipation Technique 3. Ion Coils Reconfiguring. Follow it through to the end. Reversing Polarization of the Starboard Flux Cappuccino Tater. Thorn Maven. Yep, I bet that spring is not supposed to be sticking out the side of your calculator. It's okay. I can rebuild him. You forget that Falk GPT was only providing suggestions to me. I was always the one taking action. Falk GPT may be out of commission for the moment, but you haven't stopped me. And I have been training to become the new Falk Ziljan. Oh, to heck with you! I'm not a monkey that can be funny on command. Do you have any questions for me, Pat? Oh, no you don't. I know your trick. If someone feeds you a line that sets up your catchphrase, then you can summon your gun into your hand. Wrong. But I'm not going to do that. I have drilled and done extensive exercises with Falk GPT to ensure that I avoid saying anything you could use as a setup question. No one else is going to come along here and set you up with a question, so you will starve in this cell, or more likely die of thirst. We're in the salt mines under Parabellum City, aren't we? Very good, Falk. You're a better detective than you give yourself credit sometimes. Yeah, I could tell by that echo when I stood near the doorway and shouted, Echo! 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 That's right. Bang! 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 For most grown-ups, the thrill of it wears off after a minute. But you'll have plenty of time to shout for help or make echoes the next few days. I won't be here the next few days. How will you get out of this one, Falk? How will you get out of this one, Falk? How will you get out of this one, Falk? With this gun in my hand. And with that, Falk blasted the shackles that circled his ankles. Thanks, Bill. It would have been awkward if I had to narrate that part. Don't mention it. Wait, weren't the shackles around your wrists? No. If you go back and listen to the previous episode, it just talks about shackles. It doesn't mention where they were attached. Pat Schwerk, you're coming with me. I feel weird saying that. Mr. Schwerk, you're coming with me. Are you going to shoot me with that, or do we wrestle now? Generally, after I draw down and get the drop on somebody, we assume you'll come quietly to the police station, so we don't have to show it in the episode. Unless you'd like to draw a weapon and I can shoot it out of your hands. You're welcome to try. Let's see how close I got to being the new Falk Ziljan. Can you set me up with a question? How are you going to get away from me? With this death ray in my hand. death ray in my hand. Stupid thing. Oh, that's too bad. We can ignore that alarm now, right? Wait, I got this one. That's y'all, folks. I wish we had ignored it.
Falk's brain, episode 92 of This Gun in My Hand, was transplanted by Rob Northrup. This episode and all others are available on YouTube with automatically generated closed captions of dialogue. Visit thisgunandmyhand.blogspot.com for credits, show notes, information on how to subscribe, archives, and to buy my books, such as Little Heist in the Big Woods and Other Revisionist Atrocities. Only $2.99. Cheap. What joke do I make every 60 seconds? This gun in my hand. <laughs>